Hi, folks. Welcome to Press Box Talk. And uh, I am your host, the personality, and I have with me the specimen. Today is episode 22, and we will be talking about NBA later on in the show. We're going to be talking about fighting, but we're going to hit the show off with um, NFL news. And with that being said, Tim Tebow is officially um, a Jacksonville Jaguar. He hasn't made the roster officially. He's got to make the team yet. But as of right now, he's on paper on the team. What do you think about that? I think it's absolutely amazing. I just want to know, like, for Tim Tebow, everybody's been pissed off for super excited. I don't get the people who are pissed off about this. It's exciting. I think that if he can make it after his, like, last season, I think his last season in the NFL was, like, what, like, 2012? Mm-hmm. This would be nine years. Nine years in the making. That's wild. But I do see how some people are upset about this in the fact that you have younger talent that uh, is experienced in the position. They've been playing in the position. They know the position through and through. They know the plays. They know how to like run and hold the ball. Is this just Ruben Myers owing Tim Tebow one? Or is Tim Tebow actually that much of an athlete and a stud to get out there and... Because let's be real. Oh, sorry, you caught out there, buddy. You caught out I said there. It, oh, sorry. I said it's one thing uh, to be, like, to take a hit like a quarterback, but to take a hit like a tight end, these are suicide passes, folks. Sometimes you're going up and you may not even see, like, you're not seeing where it's coming from. You just got to get that ball. And can Tim Tebow's body take that punishment at this age? I don't know. It's a question, right? So that's why I feel some people may be upset about this. Because on the flip side of things, there are young um, tight ends out there at the college level that could easily be play and plugged in any team and, you know, you could run with them. So why take somebody that's un- – the only reason I could see is because Urban Myers knows his persona, knows what he brings to the dressing room. He's a first-time NFL coach. He has, like, the biggest spotlight on him ever and having the first-round pick and being able to have, like, a jackpot lottery with getting Trevor Lawrence and the running back, like – So I think this is just going to take some pressure off of Urban Meyer because if Lawrence does start struggling, you have St. Tebow on your team now. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like this guy can calm him down. He can, and he can see things different, right? So you have a tight end, but you also have another like able-bodied mind and crazy football IQ in Tim Tebow. And he's just a very sound player. Like I like, I like how he holds himself. And I, I think with having a young team like this, it's it's going to go good. I I think going forward, and I think it'll just it'll having Tim Tebow on the team will I think it'll keep uh, Trevor Lawrence's ego in check. Well, I think that for it is Trevor Lawrence is awesome. He's never lost a game in a regular season as a since high school. He never did at Clemson. He never did, and now you have Tim Tebow coming in here to play the tight end spot. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this all works out. From what I've heard is to what wooed Urban Meyer over is his, uh, basically his workout, he looked like he was 18 again. So he's kept, like Tim Tebow has kept himself in pretty good shape here. It's going to be interesting to see though, for him, I think the Jaguars roster is like, it's going to, I think it's much improved. They had one win last year. You put Trevor Lawrence in. Now you have Etienne to go with. So they have two running backs, James Robinson and him. That's going to be good. Quarterback-wise, Gardner Minshew is probably the backup, though, right now. That's my thought. And Tim Tebow, now tight end, is O'Shaughnessy is their starter. But is Tim Tebow maybe work his way in? He's going to have his own package. That's what I'm thinking happens with him. See, but this, this brings on my question is, okay, if you look at Urban Myers and Urban Myers' style of coaching, he is very, um, like, he uses his players to the most, right? So, special teams is huge to him. So, if 
Tim Tebow is tight end two, is he going to be playing special teams? Good yeah, question, I, right? I don't, That's I don't huge. Know. That's huge because, like, can Tim Tebow play special teams? Like, you're asking a guy who tried to avoid getting hit to run down the field now and lay the smack down on somebody. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like roles are reversed here. So it's like you kind of got to retrain his brain a bit. Like, I don't know how this is going to work unless Tebow is just like a specialty player. And then you have your tight end one playing special teams, which would be crazy because what if he got hurt? Like, there's just a lot of ifs. Like, I don't even know if Tim Tebow makes the team. I don't know if this is just a media grab or what, but I like it. It's good for football. <laughs> I, I think that I think he's going to make it. You think he's going to make the team? Oh, easily. They're tight ends. When you look it up, they have two. Chris Mannerts and James Asanasi. 12 career catches for Mannerts. Asanasi is 88 career. Then their other guys have zero. Tyler Davis, zero career. Ben Elferson, one career. Like, I, I, I think he's going to make it. I, I, <laughs> I think he's... By I, default. <laughs> I think that... And his thing is his attitude. I don't know if... That, like, if their offense could be fun... Like you, I don't know. Trevor Lawrence is a could starter. You, There's no debate about that. Trevor, could Lawrence you imagine? Could you imagine game one? Okay, this is just like hypothetical, like on a limb. First play of the game, Trevor Lawrence hands off to his running back that they drafted in the second round or first round, sorry. And uh, he played with that Clemson. I can't remember his name. Etienne. Yeah, imagine he gets like 30 yards, and then the second play is a fucking like 70 yard bomb to Tebow. <laughs> Enzo, could you imagine Tebow's <laughs> Enzo celebration? Just oh a my bomb. god! I would. I'd buy. I'd buy a. I'd buy a Lawrence jersey and a Tebow jersey that day. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Jags are gonna have some of the top jersey sales this year. Well, on paper, they look to be electric. Oh, and I think that like they're gonna be fun. Like I really do. I think that. I, and like people are trying to. The one thing I know, there's a lot of comparisons out there. Tim Tebow to Colin Kaepernick. Here's the main difference. Tim Tebow received $13 million from the NFL, and he was banned from the NFL because they said he couldn't play. I'm not even going to get on the Colin Kaepernick topic because that one everybody will hate me for if I say anything. But he got $80 So I think that was the end of Colin Kaepernick. When you take an $80 million payout from a company, that's basically see you later. Yeah. That's why you'll never see him again. He got paid for one season more than Tim Tebow made in the entire NFL. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. His payout was ridiculous. And people were saying about it was an absolute. And then they never set up a workout for uh, Tim Tebow like they did Kaepernick. So if he can make this thing on his own, Tim Tebow. The, it, yeah, so they, like, the report on Kaepernick was 60 to $80 million was paid to him. To, in hush money so that's like the end that's like see you later we don't want to hear from you again tim tebow never got paid like that and tim tebow i think his old university coach urban meyer from florida it's gone full circle it would have been cool if colin kaepernick wouldn't have got paid and then he could have got his chance like this but i do believe that's the difference people are going to try to compare them and when a league pays you out that amount of money it's goodbye. Like I, I thought that that was the goodbye for Colin Kaepernick, and especially when the league set up his workout and he switched the the and people now have a different tone about that. But he switched where the workout was. Tim Tebow asked for a workout with the Jags. They gave him one. They didn't bring in all these other teams to look. And I think he's gonna. I, I think he's gonna make the most of his opportunity, and he's not a distraction in the locker room. Did you uh, see that? Did you see that meme that's going around of? Uh... Tim Tebow in uh, in Florida kneeling on the sideline next to Hernandez. It's oh. like Tim Tebow. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Tim Tebow or had, some had a killer, killer thing with had a killer guy. instinct. Had a killer instinct the whole time or something like that. I was like, oh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> and see, I just read his book, Tebow. And when you read his book, it's like Urban Meyer and him had lunch every day. He was his best athlete he ever had. Come out of Florida. This is. I was listening to the Pat McAfee show. Uh, That's questionable. I don't know if it's. Come on, and, Hernandez, man. 
and even Derek, though, even though yeah, the guy is a Florida, murderer, Tim Tebow might be arguably like the best college football player ever. Over Hernandez, though, how many touchdowns were Hernandez have? Yeah, but Tim Tebow is up for three Heisman's. The only he player it. ever to be up for three Heisman trophies. Position comparison difference, though, if that's what it comes down to. Like quarterback, Tebow, quarterbacks, I, quarterbacks in uh, NCAA are worth way more than a tight end. I don't. I think that I. I have a feeling he's going to make the most of this. That's Just the rise. Of Florida Tebow? is going to be a pumping ground for football. You have the Bucks with Brady, who are my pick to win the Super Bowl again. Now you have Jacksonville with this. Trevor Lawrence is the talk. It's just exciting now that you have Tebow, Trevor Lawrence, and Etienne. This team is going to be fun. Like, well, if, if Tebow back. can make the roster, this team is going to be one of the like most enjoyable teams to watch. Like, I'm thinking that you're going to see and how for all the haters out there, you're going to see a lot of young kids cheering I, for the Jags because of Trevor Lawrence. And now you have guys our age that remember Tebow. And then Etienne, and then they have Marvin Jones Jr. from the Lions. They have like uh, Chenault Jr. They have, this team is loaded on if offense. You, if you think about it, Urban Myers could arguably be a bigger genius than Bill Belichick in the sense that Tim Tebow never even has to touch the ball. Anytime Tim Tebow goes in motion behind the line of scrimmage, those corners and the safety are going to be freaking out because he's el- eligible to throw. You know what I mean? So it's like you have two quarterbacks on the field at all times. You potentially, you know what I mean? Oh, it's going to be. So you think of the like, packages they can run. It's, it's going to be stupid. <laughs> it's going to be wild. If I'm it's a defensive player. Well, I think def- you don't mile out Trevor Lawrence. It might be the smartest move that I've seen. In, you're inside the five. And the funny thing is this. A lot of people always say, oh, the CFL is not as a higher ground. This theory of bringing in a quarterback to run the ball so your number one guy doesn't get hit has been used in the CFL for 20 years. And yeah. arguably, it would have kept Cam Newton and a lot of those guys from taking hits in the goal line. If you're Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence drives the whole field. And mm-hmm. if nothing else, you bring Tebow in and do his battering ram running. Yeah, exactly. He's a tight end anyways. Yeah, just let him you have him line up as the QB and he just rams it in and you keep all that mileage off Trevor Lawrence. This could be Trevor Lawrence's best friend, really. But the beautiful thing about that is if instead of pounding it in, Tim Tebow learns the offense, he can call an audible and he can throw that thing. You know what I mean? So throwbacks. This is gonna be like like high school. It's filthy. It's filthy the uh, amount of options. If I'm a defensive player playing Jacksonville, I'm not sleeping the night before because it's like anytime Tim Tebow's on the field, you don't know what potentially could happen. Is this a throw? Is this a run? Is this uh, a trick play? Like what the hell's gonna happen? You know? <laughs> and people, and, I found that people either love him or hate him, and there's so much hate. It's it's Tim Tebow is going to bring the most. And I think he makes this team and he finally accepted his role. And a lot of people, this was the role that Bill Belichick, when you talked on that earlier, he wanted him to take this role years ago and play tight end. He didn't. Now he's taking it. So it'll be interesting to see if it works now. Cause I think it would have definitely worked when Brady and him on the same team and the gimmick package is basically for anybody who watches football, this is the real Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is like the cheap version of Tim Tebow. He's not as good as Tim Tebow ever was. And Taysom Hill proved that last year at the Saints. And I was listening to some good articles on that about how Elvin Kamara's production went down in the Saints when Drew Brees wasn't playing. Anybody who believes in Taysom Hill, well, Tim Tebow was better than him his entire career, I thought. Yeah, and Tim Tebow didn't, like... Yeah, he threw some picks, but his touchdown interception ratio wasn't that bad. He won a playoff game. Matthew Stafford hasn't even done that as much as I love Stafford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like he had those well, look at the Broncos. They they were uh like they had a whole wave behind him for a while. Well, he beat Pittsburgh that year. Yeah. That was, and then he beat and then Pittsburgh a, in the playoffs. And then didn't he get traded? Yeah, he then got traded, I believe, to the Jets, and then he played a year for the Jets, and then he just did training camps with the Patriots and then took a year off, and then the Eagles was his last time in the NFL in 2015. 
So that would be a full six years removed, nine years from his last regular season game, though. That's wild. If this works, this is wild is right. This is a wild topic going on in the NFL, and Jacksonville has made news. Now moving on to the other big topic. No, there's another one. There's another one. I'm Rogers. Gonna sneak in. No, I'm going to sneak one in before Rogers. Did you hear about the um, Watson information that came out? No. So Watson's settling. He's settling all 20 of his um, claims against him or whatever. So it's not going legal. So I guess the NFL um, commissioner association or whatever, they've t- they've taken their protocol or whatever. They've already started like their investigation on it. And he's asking for a trade. And seeing as it didn't go criminal, he's eligible for a trade. If you look at NFL guidelines, wild. Who's going to trade from, you think? Uh, that's the thing. Every, everyone's spoken for. But if a player like Deshaun comes available, to, uh, even with everything, do you feel that some young teams might have to take a gamble on it? What about Green Bay trade Aaron Rodgers and then take Deshaun Watson? There was talks about that, actually. There was talks about that. would that. be wild. Like, really, <laughs> Deshaun would be going to Green Bay. And then you have – that's insane. I Yeah, I just thought of that. And then you have Aaron Rodgers. I think, though, where is he going to go if he's not in Green Bay? Like, him and Deshaun, and, those are probably the two last pieces. Where do you see those two going? So if Deshaun settles, he's going to be out of Houston. Well, it's he's not going to be the worst not, team this year. It's not if he settles, he's already settling. Like he's his lawyers already like transferring funds into these women's accounts. So like I've read it. So there's obviously some truth to this. Okay. There has to be there there has to be if he's settling. But on the other side of it, if it was truly a crime and you're affected this by life, why aren't you taking criminal matters? Money doesn't fix the shit that you you mentally and physically or whatever it was went through. You know what I mean? So I, I, and this is where I'm on the fence with it at some, like some piece of me inside is like, was it really, I'm not negating anything or downplaying any of it, but like, was it as bad as what the media made it out to be? And a or B, is this just a huge payday for 20 women? Because, like, you know, it's just suspect that he's never had anything on them or anything on him in his whole life. One year, 20 claims, boom. And he came up with the number. They all agreed on same number. And he's paying all 20 of them out. That's a little fucked up. You know what I mean? That he. Was I think able... there's got to be some truth to it if he's. There's got to be some truth to it, but it's like, I don't know. I, I watched this documentary on TV. Or no, it wasn't a documentary; it was a show. And it, did some women entice or like engage? Like, were they kind of like you know, like he he is a celebrity. You know what I mean? So he's in there. Some women, okay, they get a little flirty, and then as soon as okay, yeah, he did this with me and it didn't bother them at the time, but as soon as they see somebody else getting paid, well, I want to get paid too kind of thing. Do you know where I'm going with that? Yeah, it's just weird that he's settling. Well, okay, I watched on uh, the Skip Bayless show. If the reason he's settling is to avoid criminal, because if it goes criminal, he's automatically, he has to forfeit two years in the NFL because then it goes undergoes a criminal investigation. I'd say right now something. it's just personal. So if it's a personal investigation, he's missing games, not seasons. You know what I mean? So yeah. max he can miss, they're saying is six games if it's personal. Okay, if it stays at a personal level, max he misses at six games. Imagine some teams younger, okay, younger teams. That you're 50-50 game six. Then you go to the bye week, game seven. Then you get the Sean Watson as your starting quarterback. You know what I mean? It changes the look of your team. So what if one girl won't settle? They all agreed. All of them. That was the deal. Like, he he came up with, I don't know what the figure was. Let's just say X. And he came up, up with X. Every single one of them had to agree to it. Like, and their attorneys. 
they all did so, and he's actually already started paying them. Like, I guess, like, a third of them are already paid off. That's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. I actually read about the story last night. I was like, and then I, like, did, like, a deep dive into it before bed, and I was like, this is insane. Like, and there's actually teams that are interested, Oakland being one of them. Yeah, and I'm reading now Philadelphia, Carolina, Washington, and Denver. Here. See? See? There's, that's more than last night. Denver, that's wild. I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd want him after all this. Yeah, but I, I feel like Denver, you get Elway, very polished guy, has a very clean past, kind of puts his shoulder over him. I feel like Elway could, could fix this in the media for him. You know what I mean? I don't think he goes to Denver because I don't think he wants to play Mahomes twice a year. Yeah, but if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. I don't think he's as good as Mahomes, though. Neither do I, but... I don't know about Deshaun. I don't know if I'd want that in my locker room. But a lot of people said this about Antonio Brown. All depends on where you put him, right? Well, like, Philadelphia would be a joke. That team has no leadership at all. I I love Philadelphia because their fans are absolutely wild. Uh, if this happened, they would be, oh, Hertz is a bum. We love Watson. Before <laughs> before Hertz, Wentz, everybody's running around. Wentz is my guy. Wentz is my guy. Those jerseys were everywhere. Now Wentz is a bum because he's not. that. He would fit Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts in there. That would be insane. So they would just, that made no, like, so the Eagles could just move in. That'd be wild. If the e- I think the Eagles will probably be one of the teams that gets them, like one of the top teams that could get them because that sounds like a Philadelphia move. 100%. Imagine ticket. Like, he'd be the next biggest quarterback since Donathan McNabb. Yeah. Because, well, like, they loved Wentz for a while and then Nick Foles. And that city deserves something like that because they're wild like that. I don't think I don't even think they'd care about those reports because as long as you win games. 100%. If you're in Philadelphia. That's how that city is. If, if you're care. in Philadelphia, that gets whitewashed real quick. And those fans, as soon as they got them, I guarantee those fans would be like, it was lies. It was lies. <laughs> and I don't see Carolina doing it. No, no, I don't see Carolina doing it. Carolina is the other one. Washington maybe, but I don't know. And Denver, I think they're more on the they're focused on Aaron Rodgers, I would say, more than anything. And Who's I'd that? say that Denver, if Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere, it'll be the Raiders or Denver. And see, I don't know about Denver because of past episode that you mentioned. Denver's not as good as uh Green Bay. But going on to Aaron Rodgers now, the last big topic in the NFL, uh reports came out weeks ago. I guess it got brushed uh under the rug and through the media and stuff. But Aaron Rodgers was actually offered a bigger contract than Patrick Mahomes in Green Bay. Yeah, that's insane. And the fact that he's just sitting on it is like, is he going to like be good? I've actually looked at reports, a few reports, and Jordan Love, they're saying, isn't ready to play yet. Start. And it's like. No, I've gr- heard a lot of that as well. Like, did Green Bay pull the plug too soon? Did they shoot themselves in the foot? I think so. Like. And what good does paying Aaron Rodgers more do for his legacy or anything? At this point, he's trying to win Super Bowls. Like, you know what I mean? So Tom Brady's taking less and getting better players. So you guys are going to offer this guy the, the whole house and the farm. And, and you know, it still doesn't, like, neglect or, like, change the fact that you guys haven't drafted it. Like, we're shit in the last nine years. It hasn't changed the fact that you guys haven't signed anybody, you know, and why would he sign long term when uh, Adams isn't like he's up in the air? You know what I mean? Is he going to stay I, after this year? I think he'd stay if Rogers is. I think the biggest point was with Jordan Love. Everybody talks about oh how <clears throat> they had Brett Favre and drafted Aaron Rodgers, and now it's all the same thing: Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Well, the major difference between that, just to update everybody, is. Aaron Rodgers, the year he came out, the debate was to the day from what I heard, the San Francisco 49ers were picking between Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers. Then he falls all that way in the draft. Green Bay went out on a limb and reached for a guy that didn't belong even in the first round, in my opinion, Jordan Love. And yeah, it was a different story. Brett Favre, I think that 
Green Bay sat there and then that just fell to their lap where this they could there were rumors that they were trying to trade up to get Justin Jefferson. Now, Aaron Rodgers, you have Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson. You're laughing. But the lack of offensive weapons, even if Aaron Rodgers stays, I don't think they're better than. Like, no, I, I don't think they're better than Tampa Bay. No, no, they're not beating Tampa. No, no. not a chance. Their offense isn't even comparable. No. And that's my thing. I think that's where Aaron Rodgers. Denver doesn't make sense to me, though. De- nah, de- and see, Denver doesn't have enough offense either for him. No. Like, so, honestly, of the teams available, really, probably the team that I don't think they can afford him, though, would be the Saints. That'd be awesome. If the Saints got him? <sighs> that would be filthy. Michael Thomas, Kamara, just imagine. Like, you... That would be if I was him, I would take less money and go play for the Saints. That's a team that could give Tampa a run for their money. Yeah, if you play, you can play and plug Rodgers right now. And, That'd be awesome you know, to shut up Jameis Winston, too, because I'm sick of hearing from him. Well, at that point, you just get rid of Winston. Then you have Taysom Hill as your backup. And then you just basically what you said earlier is you pull CFL, and anytime you're in the red zone, you just play Tameis Winston. Or Tameus, or Taysom or, Hill, yeah. Yeah, Taysom Hill. And I think that's what Jacksonville will do with Tebow is you keep your guy up. And why not do that for Rodgers? Exactly. Look at how much punishment Rodgers taken over the years. Oh, yeah. Like, And I feel like uh, I feel like uh, New Orleans has a, a really good offensive line, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're de- – like, I, I, well, they beat Tampa twice. The playoff game was just a different story. Like, look, like, look at how Kamara runs the ball, too, like – He's best back in the NFL, I think. So you you got a back like that that takes pressure off you, and then it's it allows you like extra time to just wing it, like oh, and then you got Thomas who's just like, man, Aaron Rodgers just placed. He's so big, he would just literally place the ball in that man's hands, (laughs) like oh, it would be dirty. It would. When you think like if you're a Packers fan, that you got to it's kind of like the old homage of. In other sports, is if you let him go, you lose Adams because Devontae Adams basically said what, not a for sure, but like, yeah, he it didn't sound like he would be staying, right? Could you imagine if Adams signed in New Orleans as well? If Rogers, oh my god, I just looked (laughs) up the cap space right now, like the Uh top cap space. Can you hear me? Yeah, the top cap space available right now and it is wild when you look at this thing so 2021 right now we're top teams with cap space tennessee 76 million 76 million yeah jacksonville 40 denver 39 tampa bay 30 that's stupid tampa signed everybody and they have thirty million left over. Yeah, this is stupid. Like they can. The Saints oh, have man. only eight hundred thousand. I don't know where the hell their money goes. <laughs> Who are they paying? Jameis Winston. <laughs> I heard what they did was that stupid old rule where you keep pushing contracts back, and that's what's screwing them right now. I don't actually think they could even afford. Actually, Rush. I don't think they could afford them. I think they're still paying Drew Brees this year. It looks. Like. <laughs> He's retired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cap hit, it says, unless this thing isn't updated, but it looks like it's updated. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Because what they did do is they did push back a whole bunch of uh, contracts in the past. That's insane. But like, like, that's so dumb. So Tampa Bay has 30 million to sign whoever they want. Of these top teams, Denver, I can see why Denver's in the talks. Hey, Rogers you, Rogers, you want to be a backup in Tampa or what? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get over this. Like, of the teams available, I would say that De- I can see why the talks with Denver are heavy. They're like the number – they're the one team that I could see being able to afford them. Yeah, he's got money, right? Like, or That's they got their money. thing, I guess, is they got money. But can they – I don't know. I don't think they're better than Kansas City, even with Aaron Rodgers. I like their roster a lot. Like, I really like Kansas City's roster. So, I don't think 
for me, I think the second best roster in that division is actually the Chargers. Really? I think so. I really like Justin Herbert. I really, really? like you him. Th- Keenan Allen's Bo- awesome. I like um, – I know they lost Hunter Henry, but I really like Bosa. I don't know. I think the Chargers – I don't think they're gonna beat, oh, yeah, going to beat. Oh, yeah, they have Bosa now, don't they? Yeah, they got the one Joey Bosa, the older brother. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think they're – I, I kind of like their team. And I think Herbert, I was wrong on him. I thought he was going to not be very good. He was awesome, like, last year. I think they really hit on that one. And I think that if I was saying a second-best team in the league, like, I would have said that if the Chargers would have been a great fit for Aaron Rodgers if this was a full year ago before the draft, before they got Herbert. But I really like Herbert. I think Herbert's going to be another Andy Dalton, I'm sorry to say. See, and I think he's going to be a gunslinger. He I like he kind of reminds me of like a young Matthew Stafford and he just has a better roster around him than Detroit ever did. Like I I think that he might actually be I I was wrong. I I think that he might be something to watch. I maybe maybe I'm now overvaluing him, but yeah, the Rodgers thing, I him and Deshaun, it'll be interesting because now every team is drafted. Like, who had, didn't draft a QB? So, Philly, like Philadelphia, Denver. Who else needs a quarterback? Oakland. Like the Raiders. Yeah, there's the three teams. How much does Oakland have? Uh, eight mil, 8.5. Oh, they can't really afford either. So they would have to put players in that thing, but are they like from, so Deshaun Watson's a different story and then we'll wrap this up is then Aaron Rodgers. I think he was just pissed off that he even said he would go to the jets earlier this year. I think that he is more open to go to the Raiders or Denver Deshaun, because I don't think he needs to win right now. They can build a team around him. He's cool. If they win in say a, a year, two, He's young. He can do it. Aaron Rodgers is going to go want to go win now. I could see him re-signing with Green, like going back to Green Bay, because none of the teams we listed are better than the Packers. Yeah, but the Packers did him so dirty. It's like, but which team is better? Raiders are not better, and they would have to trade all these draft picks. That would basically make their team worse right now. So it's not better for Rodgers. Like the Raiders could get Deshaun. They could do that type of move and then say, oh, we sign free agents or something. Do Same thing with Denver. They can trade the picks. What about Washington? I, yeah, well, Washington is $17.4 million. Aaron Rodgers to Washington would be – that would be a good fit, actually. That would be. I, I actually kind of like that. If he goes to Washington, they would probably they, – they'd be, a, with that defense, Super Bowl contender. Who's the Bengals quarterback? Burroughs. Oh yeah, Joey. Yeah, they're not going to be dropped. I not now. They got Jamar Chase. They're locked and loaded there. That's a wild take. I think Washington would be the best fit for him. That's personality hits again. Like I, I think that's, <laughs> that's a wild one. That I think that honestly, if I'm him, it's crazy because three years ago you'd think hell no, but right now of the teams available, you could argue that Washington with him is maybe as good. Like Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers and why? Yeah, they they were a playoff team. Denver wasn't a playoff team. The Raiders aren't a playoff team. Well, let's be real. With Aaron Rodgers, Washington wins the division. Oh, easily. They won the division last year without him. <laughs> they gave like, Tampa Bay a run for their money in that first game. I think that's probably the best fit when you think about it. I I'm thinking if I was him, that'd be my push is to go there because really the Raiders, the draft picks, right? Washington. Has Terry McLaren and they have like Curtis Samuel now from well, what's Washington's draft picks for next year? Um, I'll look that up because that would make sense, kind of. Because okay, and they uh, got a defense that's the big thing, exactly. And Rivera, like, fuck. I feel like, like, what I liked about the possibility of New Orleans is like. Peyton and Rodgers, I feel like, would gel because they're both, like, a very, like, competitive-spirited, like, people. But Rivera, man, like, that guy is all fucking playing with can't like, coaching with cancer and shit, like, going through chemo and shit and coaching in the, the league. Like, it doesn't get more competitive than that guy. Like, let's, like, Rivera is a beast. Yeah, no, he was awesome there. 
I completely agree. I am trying to find what their draft picks are. I don't see them. But, yeah, no, I actually think that that's probably of the teams that we listed. Denver, Raiders, and who was the other one that we talked about today? Before Washington. Denver, Raiders, Oakland. Well, the was Vegas it, Raiders, it, the Denver Broncos, and we mentioned somebody else. I'm trying to Oakland. Think. No, Vegas, you mean. Um, there was somebody else we talked about. I thought we... Uh, I'm having a brain fart right now. New Orleans, but they can't yeah, do yeah, um, yeah, they can't I would say it. that Washington's... The, are, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the same thing you did. I think that's his best fit if he's... Is if he's going to go to a team. But what do you think? Wrap it up, and then if you want to do the sponsor, we can get into fighting and then NBA, buddy. Um. Yeah, I've, I'm just looking at this now, and uh, actually, they, they drafted really well this year, too. I didn't really, like, break it down, but they drafted a lot of defense, um, and that's Washington. Like, a lot of defensive-minded players they drafted. A tight end. Just looking to see what else. They drafted a receiver in the third. Well, and they got teammates in Terry McLaren and um, they got Terry McLaren and Curtis Samuel, both from Ohio State, so both receivers. I don't know. I think that you hit on something you didn't even realize. Yeah, I'm looking at this You're now. You're the only it... guy that I've heard on any podcast I listen to mention Washington, and I think Washington's probably the best fit. If, if I was makes... him, that'd be my pick. Well, and looking at their team, I'm like kind of taking a deep dive right now as we're talking. And they have a really young defense, a young core, and look what they did. And they they were a playoff team. And they didn't really have anybody last year. You put Aaron Rodgers on their team, you have a fucking all-star. So it's Well, if I was them, you do that. And then, yeah, I don't know. I think that's easily the best fit. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's that's a good wrap-up with the NFL. Aaron Rodgers going to Washington. I could see him in those colors. And then, hey, just think about it. Your, uh, your Lions, they could potentially make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we don't have to play Rodgers twice a year. That'd be finally. <laughs> Two games in a bag. <laughs> okay, folks. Well, sponsorship time. Our sponsor is Fit Code Conditioning. Uh it's basically uh, an app that you download on your uh, phone or your, you can do it on your computer too. But uh, it's workouts at home. Uh, basically, you work out with the equipment that you have at home or if you don't have any equipment, you use your body weight against you. Just a really good way to keep fit at home. Uh, I know there's online packages for as cheap as $50 a month. Um, so with COVID and stuff, if you're not able to go out to a gym and get active, this is just a really good solution that you don't have to put yourself or your family in danger. You can just, uh, go on your phone and a personal trainer will set you up with everything. And for additional charges, I know they have, uh, nutrition and meal packages. So, uh, if you want to get your diet under control, uh, it's just a really good, uh, program to, to get under. So that's Fit Code Conditioning, and uh, we'd like to thank them again for our sponsorship. Moving forward in today's show, uh, Canelo Alvarez. Woo! Woo! Put some respect on this boy. This boy can bang. Like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. As far as I'm concerned, in boxing, he is pound for pound the best. The best. Yeah, he proved that on Saturday night for anybody watching. That was an insane fight, and that fight went exactly the way it should with, um, like, just a full-out knock, basically a knockout. If you didn't watch it, he got he punched uh, right in the eye. <laughs> yeah, he broke his orbital bone. And actually, he didn't, uh, at the end of that round, I, I believe it was the eighth round, Canelo would not sit down uh, in his corner. He was standing. He was yelling at his coach, saying, I broke his face. I broke his face. And as soon as Billy Joe Sanders sat down, I knew deep down he was not getting back up. He he looked spent. He he was he was in pain. And he didn't have an answer to the onslaught of Canelo because it was almost like Canelo fucked with him the entire fight, if, if you're watching it, because... There was at times where 
arguably you could say Sanders was beating him, like out jabbing him, stick a move, stick a move, outscoring him. And Canelo was just kind of taking it. But Canelo has never really predicted a fight. And he said to the public that he was going to finish him seven, eighth, or ninth. He finished him in the eighth. And in the seventh round, he turned it on. And then that eighth round hit. And fuck, Billy Joe Sanders did not know what the fuck happened. It was almost like he was fighting a different person. It was like Canelo drank a whole bunch of Red Bulls and came out and was just like, yeah, I know exactly how to fuck you up. And uh, yeah, those other seven rounds, I was just toying with you. And that's literally what it looked like. It was fucked. So yeah, Canelo is one of those guys that uh, he's... You well, just, I thought it was cool because Billy Joe was running his mouth the whole fight. Well, Saying yeah, he's not he was, hurting him. He's not hurting him, and I thought his best move all fight, Billy Joe, was he would go in, he'd get a few, he'd punch, punch, and then he'd do that head duck out where he wasn't getting caught, and that's what ended up killing him. I was even saying that watching it is that's like his best move is he goes in, punches, comes out of that thing, and then boom. But like it's just like he got hit by it and he knew exactly like you could tell that that was it because he had pulled it off in the corner. Canelo's team must have noticed that. And then it was just like, okay, here we go. Boom. Nail him with that. I personally think Billy Joe Sanders career is over now. It's done. You really Uh, think so? Yeah, it's done. This guy showed zero heart. Like I've been in a, I've been in like more than a handful of street fights in my life. And I know it's like in a street fight, there's no referee. So it's you against the other guy. So if you go down, you're catching a boot to the side of the fucking head. In the ring, there's a ref there, right? So if you go down, like you're not going to get shit kicked or whatever. But if you're a professional fighter and you're undefeated, how are you going to allow an injury to stop that? If that was me, I'm getting... Do you think Mike Tyson would have allowed that to happen? Not a fucking chance. Not a chance. Mike Tyson would have got up and fucking gone you know what i mean so to sit there and be like oh i can't really see out of my eye it's like dude you just didn't have an answer and you quit that's what it comes down to you quit because in a fight sometimes you gotta dig deeper than the other guy you gotta be willing to to go the distance and clearly billy joe wasn't wasn't ready for that and it's like i kind of feel bad for tyson fury because tyson fury i know deep down inside did not want to spout his mouth off for Billy Joe, but that's his countryman, a fellow gypsy. Like, you know, you, you can't go against a guy that's in your own camp. You know what I mean? So it, it's just bad for morale. So yeah, you have to get behind the train, but it just made him look stupid because the whole world knew Billy Joe only had, I think it was what, 20 or 12 or 22 knockouts, I think it was, in his whole career. Candela was coming in at like 37 or 44. I can't remember the number offhand, but yeah, it was just a filthy stat. He, he was 55, uh, two and or one and two. So one loss, and that was to uh, Floyd Mayweather. The only way anybody's going to beat Floyd Mayweather is if it's by knockout. If it goes to the cards, it's, it's going to him by default just because of how many victories he has. Uh, like, same thing w- with him and Pacquiao. I knew Pacquiao wasn't going to win that fight unless he knocked him out. Yeah, you're not going to win on the cards versus him. No, not a chance. And, and I think Canelo kind of knew that. I think if that fight were to happen uh, at this stage of Canelo's uh, development, like at the age of 30, where he's like, he's seen a lot more. Like, because you have to remember, this kid went pro at the age of 15. Like, that's fucking unheard of. Like, 15-year-old, like, preteen that's going through fucking puberty is beating the bricks off growing men. Like... And for him to be, uh, how old is he? I think he was 21 when he fought Floyd Mayweather. He yeah, went the, he was young. It was like he, 2013, I think. Yeah, so he went the distance with Floyd Mayweather at a young age. Like, y- you have to look at this. To me, that's not a loss. To, like, you can't say Canelo lost. I think Mayweather. that almost made him better. That was always my thought with Canelo. Is you fight Floyd that early in your and you give you get a good fight with him, it almost made you better for the rest of your career because he's never gonna get fight a guy that's gonna out punch him like that. No, no, not not. And the thing is, is Floyd's defense right? Like Floyd's defense is fucking. There's a reason Floyd Mayweather's good, folks. And like I'm not trying to shit on the guy, but he doesn't get hit. 
That's that's the thing with Floyd Mayweather is he does not get hit. You can throw all the punches you want at him. If you throw ten punches, probably only two hit him. So it's like you know, if that, <laughs> like if you're off the street, you're probably not hitting him. <laughs> well, and that's his one loss, like you said. I don't see him losing anytime soon. And like they're, they're like boxing does have politics in it. So at the end of the day, it's like. What was Floyd at that time? He was probably like 40 and 0 or 44 and 0 or something stupid. And Canelo is an up and coming fighter that's undefeated as well. But it went the distance, even if Canelo was winning on the edge, because of the name and the money behind Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather's getting the victory. That's just how boxing's always been. So it's like if you want to beat the champ, in my opinion, you just got to fucking go in there and knock him out. Don't let a judge tell you or dictate whether you did or did not win. Just make it so there's no doubt. Just go out there and fucking end it. Do exactly what Tyson Fury did to uh, Deontay Wilder in the second fight. Just go out there and finish this fucking bitch ass and then let them make a mockery of themselves and come up with a whole bunch of excuses on why they lost. But at the end of the day, a fist met your fucking chin and it ended you. Well, and for me, when do we get the uh, three, like the uh, trilogy for Triple G and Canelo? Because those fights were the best. Triple G, who? Glovekin. Oh, Glovekin. He'll beat Glovekin. You don't think he'll beat Glovekin? Those fights were awesome. Those two, they drawed and then he won this. I love those fights. I'd watch that again. I think I think Canelo beats him though. Is Glovkin? He's still fighting, isn't he? Glo- I'm pretty sure Glovkin's fighting. Yeah, his last fight was in December. I don't know. I'd watch that shit again. Really? Oh yeah. Kazakhstan. Sorry. He's from Kazakhstan. Yeah, he's awesome, man. He, he's 39 were- now, though. Those fights were awesome, though. But it's like. Okay, he beat him. He beat him once, and then they drew the second time. So is no, they drew the first time. So I had that out backwards, and then so Canelo already beat him the second time. So yeah, but the first fight was honestly, I yeah, you said the biased in boxing. Yeah, I think Triple G might have won the first fight. Really? Yeah, I watched both of them. I don't know. It was pretty damn. I don't know. That one always was like, I don't, I don't know about that. I would like to see a third one. The thing about the thing about Triple G is he's got 43 fights, one loss, that was to Canelo, and then uh, he's got 36 wins by fucking knockout. He's a heavy-handed motherfucker. Oh, he's awesome. And his, lo- his loss and draw, the only things on his record that isn't a win is uh, Canelo. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I want. A man can dream, Kenny. I think Canelo's next fight's going to be against, uh, oh, what was his name? Hunter. Yeah, that will be his next one. I Canelo's my favorite fighter in the world, but I think that that would be an awesome another fight, though. Three, we need the trilogy. But now you wanted to, switching topics, you wanted to get into NBA, so personality had to eat his own words today so we hate to do this to the man but Fucking the raptors are gone they plummeted jurassic it. park is over bud they seven years just fucking like that it's so disappointing because you know how like growing up a raptors fan they <laughs> they drafted well like they had vince carter Tracy McGrady, they just couldn't keep him. Like they they had so many talented players, and they never made the playoffs. And then you go on a seven year playoff run, you get uh, We the North going, Jurassic Park, and I feel like the last I don't know two months of the season, they just tanked. On purpose. It's like, why are you resting players? You're trying to make the fucking playoffs. Like, it's dog-eat-dog right now. Like, you're sitting here not even trying. And as a fan, it was a slap in the fucking face. It's like, 
why? Like, why are you doing this? And at this point, like, resting Kyle Lowry, it's like, okay, so we all pretty much know he's not going to be a Raptor next year. So you're resting him for uh, the next team to get him? Good job, Toronto. I'm glad you're looking out for the rest of the league and not ourselves. It's like the, Toronto really needs to dig deep and look at their program and figure out what they want to do and where they want to be. Because they lost out on Giannis. They keep losing out on big names. And I feel like they're taking B-league talent. Because they overpaid on fucking Siakam. They overpaid on OG. Um, Fred Van Vliet is by far, in, in my opinion, their best fucking player on the team. Other than Chris Boucher. And he's up and coming. And he's got a contract coming up. And it's like... Like what? What's Toronto doing? They're they're gonna lose Lowry. They they have fucking Aaron Baines, who is literally the biggest waste of fucking skin on our team. It's like, so I, I don't know. I really don't know what Toronto's doing. I hope Masai does, because at this point I'm fucking I'm over it. They they lost my bill of confidence this year because if I would have been the coach and general manager, we would have made fucking playoffs. I I I guarantee the fans that. Just the way that they finished up their season was trash, trash. Relying on other teams to, to lose for you? Like, ugh. Pitiful. Oh, it's, it, it was disappointing to watch your team falter and fall apart there. And Like, what, what do you do with that? It's just, at the end of the day, it's like, I guess you are now in the books, like, with how I am with the Lions. Enjoy the picks, because you guys are going to have some early picks, it looks like, right? Like, Cause what the season ends what this weekend does it not? Yeah, yep. When is those playoff playing games? Just I'm just trying to look that up right now. Playing tournament because we are going to just so everybody knows next week our big episode dropping Wednesday will be our picks for the NBA playoffs. We are going to do a rundown. We're each going to do our brackets all the way to the finals, and we are going to run down who we think. But right now, yeah, we're just looking up who the play-in ones are, and we can make our picks kind of – I believe they're May 18th to the 21st. First game yeah. will be on the 18th, which is – what is the date? That would be six days from today, which would be next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are the play-in days. So we probably won't have released much on the NBA. There might be a little talk on Monday, but our big episode always drops Wednesday. So who you kind of – we might touch on it quickly on Monday, but who are you thinking for each? Who do you see the two teams from basically it looks like seven to ten, right? Which two teams in the East, which two teams in the West do you see getting through? Seven to ten? Let's do East first. So if it ended today right now, the Wizards are in. They'll be playing the Celtics, it looks like. And then the Hornets Pacers. I Hornets I Pacers, I'm going Taking okay. the Celtics, my team, to beat the Wizards. That's one. That's mine. What do you think the other one? Uh, I'll take the Hornets over the Pacers, and I'll also take the Celtics over Washington. Or Washington they're garbage. The best team in that division, though, right now, um, in my opinion, is New York Knicks. I'm I'm going with New York Knicks to be a fucking heavy in that. Well, that and we'll be making those predictions next week on the Wednesday show. We'll do an NBA hour show, so please listen to that. We will be going over playoffs and all of those things and all the fun stuff. Um, we will go through that, and then we will probably have to touch base again and just update the wild card stuff for the playoffs dropping on Friday. So. Wednesday, Friday will be some NBA talk next week for sure. So listen to those. So now Los switching to the West, so I'm going to let you go first. So it'd be the Wizard, the no, Warrior, no. the Lakers versus the Spurs, Warriors, Grizzlies. Uh, okay, so I'll go Lakers over San Antonio. I know LeBron was all for at the beginning of the season. Oh, I love these playoff games or playing games, and now that it's happening to them, just the amount of bitching and moaning. I love. To see San Antonio take them, it's not going to happen. Um, and then I see Memphis uh, taking the Warriors. Yeah, that's what I think, too, because the way it goes is weird, right? So, like, in the first game, the uh, way it's going to work is I just update it, so we might have to redo those quickly. So, if we're it's seven versus eight. That team's in the playoffs. So, Lakers, Warriors, who makes it in directly, do you think? Lakers, Warriors? 
Yeah, because they that's the first round of the playoffs. Is that that playing thing is seven versus eight, and then the then the Grizzlies will play the Spurs, and then it goes so like the Lakers Warriors, the loser then plays the winner of the Grizzly Spurs for the last spot. Okay, so the Lakers play the Warriors. Yeah, winner of that goes directly to the playoffs. I think the Warriors are going to beat the Lakers. I think they're nope. going to go directly in. Nope. I think Lit- so. They Lit- beat the Jazz Lit- and the Suns. I'm going Warriors over Lakers. No, I'm going. I'm going Lakers. LeBron will be back. They're they're on a two game winning streak. I know the Warriors are on a four. I go Lakers on that, and then I go. Um, okay, so then it goes. The okay, so then Golden State would play the winner the Gri- of Grizzly Spurs. Okay, so they'll play the Grizz and then they'll lose to the Grizzlies. You think the Warriors are out? Yeah, and see, I think the Lakers lose to the Warriors. The Warriors have beat the Jazz and Sun back to back games. I think the Warriors are something, and then I think the Lakers beat the Grizzlies in that uh second tier game. So I have the Spurs going out. So let's revisit the East then Celtics Hornets. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Hornets beat the Celtics in the, that play-in game. Hornets are directly in. Then I, I agree. And then I have the Pacers beat the Wizards, and then the Pacers losing to the Celtics. You have the Pacers losing to the Celtics? Yeah, the, so the Hornets will be the 7, the Celtics will be the 8. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I agree and then that. I have the Lakers as the 8 in the West, Warriors as the 7. So we just... You have the Lakers at seven and the Grizzlies in. Yeah. I had to redo that. Sorry, folks. I just realized that their playing is different than I thought. So Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. How oh, it this. is weird. It's I I thought it'd be seven, ten, eight, nine, but no, seven and eight play each other, nine and ten eliminate each other. Yeah, it's a weird little thing. So we got a few minutes here. What do you want to wrap up on personality on NBA talk? I just think it's funny that uh Houston without Harding last, last in the league. It's like, oh, oh they're brutal. They wanted to shit talk about Harding. It's like, wow. Like, teams like Sacramento look good compared to you. So, it's like, I think they should just shut their mouth. Um, I'm really disappointed that uh, New Orleans didn't make the playoffs. They uh, they just got hit injury uh, midseason, and uh, COVID protocol really fucked with them this year. Along with the Raptors, the Raptors could use that ex- excuse covid protocol but it really affected the whole league um well and zion being hurt let's be real i don't think he'd be back for those playing games and i don't think they would have won without him no no and that that pretty much iced the cake on their yeah you lose your best player right like look at the lakers without lebron they're barely making the playoffs well lebron's coming back no but like if this continued any longer oh yeah they'd barely be like the thing, it's almost funny if this thing ran because I believe like how many games do the Lakers have left? They're only three games ahead of, so they play the Rockets, so they'll win that, and then they play. Technically, they play the Pacers and Pelicans. The way they were going this season, LeBron's lucky that he is coming back because this team, if this ran for another two weeks, they might have not been in the playoffs. <laughs> for sure, yeah, it was close, and like it's unfortunate that Zion broke his finger the way he did. Um, that, that like it was tragic and stuff, but if you look at this, the, if the Lakers win and Dallas loses, Dallas could actually fall, so the Lakers could finish sixth. Yeah, oh, they could finish as high as five, really. I think, right? Because Trailblazers could fall too, but I think that Trailblazers, I think folks are really going to need to listen in next week. We're going to have to decide on those play in games. I know I said we'd be doing it on the Wednesday, but the big one might actually release Friday next week because we might have to. I'm looking at it, and those play in games go all the way from we said the 18th to the 21st. Yeah, so we might have to drop the big one for folks on the following Monday or something. We might do we'll talk NBA both days because we'll be in the heat of it Wednesday and Friday, but our predictions might have to actually wait till like the following Monday there just because. We need to see the playoff matchups before we make predictions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you there. I, I don't think in the, going to the East, I don't think Atlanta is a fourth, uh, like a fourth seed, like true fourth seed. I think realistically they should be around eighth. 
they, they got lucky this year. Um, they stayed injury free and stuff like that. Um, but really, in the playoffs, like okay, let's say I have a quick question for you though before you get into those even Raptors. So the rumor was a few years ago the Raptors could have kept Kawhi if they brought in Russell Westbrook and traded what was it Siakam and Lowry or Van Vliet. I cannot remember the exact details. Now, hindsight, you guys haven't been back and won one. Hindsight, when that happened, I thought, keep Kawhi, best player they've had arguably every one year title, bring in that, and then, and now, with all this going on, do you think that they made a mistake not bringing him in? Bring in Westbrook? Yeah, if you could have kept Kawhi by doing it. No. So you I, think that their rebuild I, is going to be around Van Vliet? I personally do not think Kawhi is all that in a bag of chips. Really? No, I don't. I really don't. And, like, it brings me to, okay, look at what the Lakers did um, with AD. Okay, you have Anthony Davis. Look at all the money you're paying Anthony Davis. He's supposed to be a fucking superstar. LeBron James is hurt. Why is Anthony Davis not winning you fucking games? You have, you have Drummond and him. You have two seven-foot players that can go beast mode down there. Schroeder can run your offense. Kuzma's good on the outside. What is your fucking excuse not to win? I, I would love to know. It's garbage. It's bullshit. LeBron James, he is not the end-all, be-all. Like, what happens when he retires? AD's got to be able to carry the Lakers. He was already told he was the future, and LeBron was going to hand him the And torch. this is why I didn't want him in Boston. There were rumors that the Celtics last year and their trades were... Boston, I didn't want Anthony Davis. No, and like and I the Celtics want... aren't good this year either. I just think that it's a weird season because we're in the same boat. We're just in. And, but and... I thought last year the best three teams in the East were the Heat, the Celtics, and the Raptors. And easily, other than the Heat, the Celtics could be not even make it when this play-in tournament, or they could be out in the first round. And I think that's what would happen to them. So I would argue last year, the Celtics Raptors, what are they, are my team and your team doing wrong considering they looked amazing and they haven't made the moves instead of focusing on Anthony Davis and the big guys, they should have got other pieces. That's my opinion. Well, I think what Boston did is Boston this year freed up cap room because they they got rid of Hayward. Yeah, and which, I think that's their future, right? Which was still- fucking genius. That was a horrible contract. You need to move him. And actually, Hayward is he's doing great in Charlotte, like doing great um with uh ball down there. I think that was a it was like a dream come true um for Hayward, like to be able to go down there. And it took the pressure off him because I feel like in Boston, like because yeah, he signed that big contract and he wasn't living up to his superstar mentality or like paycheck that um, everything was kind of starting to turn on him. So just a fresh scene, fresh start. It was good for him. And then it opens the door for Boston to kind of see what they, I think they use this year as like a feeling out process. Like, what do we need? What like, cause they, they have Kemba, they have, um, Oh, what's his name? Fucking, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Who's Boston's big three? Our big three, Tatum, Jalen Brown, and... Kemba. Kemba. Yeah. So, yeah, those three. Jalen Brown's hurt, though, for the playoffs. He's out for the year. That's why I'm saying they're not going to go very far. Yeah, but... He's an important piece. And I think that Kemba is exactly what the Celtics needed. Getting rid of Kyrie, he's selfish. And... Kemba fits the Celtics profile better. Kyrie, I know with Brooklyn and all that going in is I still like, it just didn't fit the Celtics, I guess, group. There have always been like a team, 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 team. I agree. When is the Celtics going to bring Taco Fall into the equation? Yeah, that's a great question. I'd like to know that too. Because man, fuck you bring Taco Fall in with the big three. (laughs) Oh, And who man, did, like you think that just stand right on the three point line, this guy will just launch it back out to you. It'll be like a ball dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Their thing is though, like you look at their games. If you've watched any lately, they're falling to bad teams, like or at good teams, right? Like you look yeah. at who they beat, the Celtics. They're gonna get in, but they're not going far. That's my and that's like from an honest. I've been a Celtics fan for a long time. They've lost to the Heat in back to back games and eight points and six points. They got blown out by the Bulls. They beat the Magic, but the Magic are junk. They lost the Trailblazers. They beat the Spurs in overtime. And then they beat the Hornets without ball. And they lost to the Thunder, for goodness sake. And then they lost, you know, <laughs> like, they're not going far. Their last memorable win, like, versus a real good team, my argument would have been on April, like, 22nd, they beat the Suns. Okay, but I feel like if they got put up against a team like Atlanta, they would beat Atlanta. They would fucking spank them. Yeah, they might, but right now they'd be playing Brooklyn, and I don't see them beating Brooklyn. No, 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 no. They would need to move up that chart quite a bit. But I'm going to let you wrap it up, buddy, because you and I could talk all day. So uh, (laughs) this is Wednesday. You wrap it up right now, whatever you want to wrap up on, my friend. Well, no, that we pretty much hit the nail on the head on today's episode. Uh, pretty much hit on everything we needed to talk on. Um, and yeah, just I'm looking forward to our uh, NBA predictions. And uh, I guess we'll have uh, some M- or some MLB coming your guys' way, along with uh, some NHL coming your guys' way. And uh, I just want to give uh, my late friend who just passed uh, on, Pat Tomiyama, a shout out. He's a huge uh, Calgary fan, and I know Calgary tanked this year, so this is for him. Uh, Calgary, pull your socks up, and as Pat would say, go Calgary! And, uh, yeah, folks, have a good day.